every once in a while we do a, a trance episode four times in the New Testament the word trance is used and it's no coincidence that the main music God used as the soundtrack to my life the last 20 years has been the genre of electronica called trance it's extremely spiritual hallelujah this is the verse for today Acts 11 5 in the Passion Translation while I was praying I fell into an ecstatic trance and I went into another realm that other realm is what we're here to bring you into it's the glory realm it's the Garden of Eden the marriage chamber of the wise virgins when they go into their king's chambers they're going into another realm they're going into the realm of the Garden of Eden. That's where every single one of you is going. That's your promised land. Canaan was a type and shadow of Eden. The Jurassic vineyards of Canaan, the giant grapes that Joshua and Caleb brought back as the good report, were symbolic of the vineyards of Eden. John 15 says, the entire job of the believer is stay, staying attached to the vine, to the vineyards of Eden, where the divine love comes from, where the river of divine love flows from. We're coming into a time of the giants of Eden. You know, there were giants in Canaan. It's a direct counterfeit of the giants of Eden. Satan only copycats everything God does. He's never originated a single thing. He's a total copycat. The true giants were not of Canaan, but, but, are, but are of Eden. Giants of faith. Giants of love. Giant fruitfulness. How do you lift your soul up to enter Eden? By bearing fruit and fruit that lasts by staying connected in your soul to Christ in your spirit. It's as simple as that. All you got to do is stay connected. It's called a covenant. Stay covenanted. Covenant means connected. Covenant means attached to the vine. The only ones in new covenant are the ones whose souls are attached to the vineyards of Eden, attached to the vine and bearing fruit. Everyone else is just a talker, not a walker. Our job is to walk it out. Our job is to demonstrate fruitfulness. The most mature and advanced thing in Christianity is bearing fruit. It's, it's not mystic understanding. It's not sounding super intelligent. It's having the fruit of Eden evident in your soul flowing out of your own spirit. The evidence of intimacy is the highest level of Christian maturity. <laughs> birthing the river of love. Birthing the glory of Eden. 
Amen. There's people that have been living in the secret place for decades. There's people that have been living with their souls, experiencing Eden for decades. And the only job for those attached to the vine is to tell others about it. How did you get so happy? How did you get so high? How are you so high on life? You know, the fruits of the Garden of Eden will lift your soul up into the glory and you'll look high all the time because you are high. Because you're attached to the Most High. Scripture says all the time that there is no God as high as our, high, as our God. And it's an elevation. And the higher the elevation of your soul, the greater the glory and the higher you physically feel. Drugs and alcohol are a counterfeit. Has anybody figured that out yet? Getting your soul in Eden meaning, means you've overcome all the counterfeit pleasures of the flesh. And you'll screw up hundreds of times and you just, Satan will want to beat you up, make you feel bad and get, all, get into shame. You're not good enough to be in the Garden of Eden. Maybe if you were better, my God. The only thing good about us is the vineyards of Eden we're attached to because we've learned to drink. There's no human vessel on earth that can say they're good apart from the vineyards of Eden because God's glory is our goodness. You're only good to the measure you've yielded and bore fruit. How do you bear fruit? Intimacy. How do you get so drunk on love? Intimacy. You get to know Him inside your spirit since you are a spirit, until your mind realizes your spirit, you're going to have natural problems because you're still coming out of the curse. That's why grace needs to abound. Don't get frustrated. Have another drink. Every time you're offended, every time you stumble and fall, return to the river with all your soul. Have another drink of the salvation of His love towards you. He's given you unlimited grace to overcome. We're the only ones that put limits on it because we're still religious. <laughs> and we're like, well, you need to be better. You need to do better. Here, here's all the stuff you got to do to earn it. That's how most people react to the glory. Hallelujah. The revelation of grace is not perfect yet in the bride. What perfects the bride to be without spot and wrinkle is the fullness of the revelation of grace. The revelation of favor that is unearned and undeserved and how you're saved by the favor of the Lord. <laughs> That's the only thing that increases salvation and the light of salvation burning inside your heart and burning through your souls is favor. And we do all this stuff for favor, but favor is a drink. Favor is a drink. You can stay connected to the vine. You can stay connected to divine favor. And how much you've yielded your soul and engrafted your soul by intimacy is how much you share in the favor of Christ. Jesus Christ is the perfect favor of God. He's the champion of grace. So everyone can be engrafted into Jesus Christ. Now, our problem is, is we're not engrafted that much in our souls. I'm not talking about your spirit. I'm talking about the transfiguration of your soul, the renewing of the mind. The mind is renewed. The brain is renewed by being engrafted. 
The branches of the tree of life have to come out of your soul for you to have any fruit in the natural dimension. It's not supposed to just remain in the spirit dimension. It's not supposed to remain just in the hidden person of the heart. Jesus Christ said, Let your light shine before men that they may see that they may see your light. They have to see your fruit. They have to see your glory. They have to see you high. They have to see you drunk. They do. They have to see the vineyards. They have to see the promised land grapes. And of course they're going to attack it because everyone is automatically, naturally religious. And the fruit of the Garden of Eden is the substance that destroys the religious fallen angels out of the influence of everyone's souls in the world. So everyone's going to attack it like crazy until people are bold enough, like Joshua and Caleb, to just drown them in the desert places. See, the types and shadow of Joshua and Caleb, they're pioneers, they're forerunners, they're going into the promised land, they're bringing back the drunken glory, they're trying to get people to drink the promised land substances, trying to get them to bear fruit, trying to get them into the river, cross the Jordan, live in the promises, live in the glory, live in all the things of God, live in the peace, enter Sabbath days, rest. And they couldn't do it, so they died because the old covenant was flawed in every way. In the new covenant, the drinkers flood the desert dwellers. The pioneers, the Joshua's and Caleb's, which are the apostles and prophets, Joshua represents the apostolic, Caleb the prophetic. True story. Because Caleb took the high places, Joshua took the low places. The apostles and prophets of the promised land that have pioneered it for everyone in the world will flood the desert places, the desert dwellers. And that's where 99% of Christians are right now in every building made by human hand is a desert place. Because there's no shelters in the promised land. It's just an open Zion Ark of glory. It's an open Eden Ark without type and without shadow. In the perfect promised land of the new covenant of heaven and all of its glory shining through your hearts and through your souls into the earth. There's no types and shadows. It's all perfect fulfillment. And so, the fruitfulness of the pioneers, of the apostolic and the prophetic, of the promised land, will flood the dry place. Will flood everyone that doesn't know about the promised land. Most Christians just have no idea. They've never heard anything about Eden. They've never heard anything about praying in an ecstatic trance and living in other realms, going into other realms. See, the whole point of the transformation of the soul is to get the soul to live in the realm of Eden. That's what transfiguration is. is pulling the soul, pulling your consciousness by the Word of God and the Spirit of God working mightily in your heart into the third heaven while your body's still on earth. That's the resurrection from the dead. What are you being raised from the dead from? The earth dimension. Amen? The resurrection of the dead, the third day he was raised from the dead. It's the third day since Jesus Christ, for a day is as a thousand years. You're being raised from the earth dimension, which is wilderness Christianity, into the high glory dimension, which is promised land Christianity. Now, how do you get there? By the renewing of the mind. Out of your belly, rivers pulling your brain out of the natural dimension into the glory dimension. How do you do it? By revelations. 
by hearing the prophetic word, by people that are walking in it, that are people that are bearing the fruit of it, from the Joshua's, from the Caleb's, that are bringing the promised land good report, that are demonstrating promised land Christianity, and are repenting of all wilderness Christianity, and are saying, have a drink of this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And keep tasting. Keep feasting. Don't stop until your whole soul is pulled in to the third heaven. Until you're sealed with Jesus Christ and God the Father and New Jerusalem written on your soul. Meaning, that person had their whole soul pulled into the bridegroom's chambers. Into the Garden of Eden. Never-ending revival is based on those whose souls are pulled into Eden with the name of Jesus the Father in New Jerusalem written on their souls that are no longer conscious of the natural dimension but are 100% sealed in the Eden dimension in another realm. Amen. So how do you do it? Read your Bibles. Glory. Penny and I were talking about this morning how, how much more peace and how much more glory there is when we have the audio Bible going all throughout the night. Outside her, her room, we had the Passion Translation playing all night long. In my room, I had the Amplified playing all night long. I got up this morning, and it was like, holy cow, this is a new level. And I do that all the time, but it's greater glory today. It's a greater peace. It's a new level. Hallelujah. And I'm excited about it. We've been praying for this for so long. There are so many things that you have to deal with to bring this open Eden realm to make it available because all the principalities of this world don't want you entering Eden. It's not just like, it's so easy. I mean, was it easy for Joshua and Caleb? I mean, there's total resistance to the pioneering. Total, I mean, you had all the opposition of the covenant people on the planet opposing their report that we can live in the promised land. (laughs) That's what you're dealing with in most Christians today. That they don't believe they can live in this other realm. How am I going to work? How am I going to take care of my kids? Can you imagine raising your kids and doing work while you're in the Garden of Eden simultaneously? Because you're created to live in heaven and earth simultaneously. You can absolutely be working in 8 to 5, taking care and raising 4 kids, And it's, listen, it might sound impossible, but it gets really, really possible when you start drinking. It's impossible for the dry, arid brain to do any of it. I mean, that's kind of step one elementary is bringing your soul to the river and start seeing the river's capabilities and start repenting of your own works, of your own soulishness. And let the river start working on you. And as it changes your mind, called repentance, as it renews your mind, and you start to get a little trickle flowing through there, that trickle will carry out into your natural realm, into your relationships, into your businesses, into your ministries, into your families, into all aspects of life on earth. Until eventually you've drunk enough and the the corrosiveness of the glory has eaten away of all the sin and death and lies and religion and rebellion and lust and pride in all your heart and in all your mind that all there is inside you is the perfect river of life like Adam and Eve lived before the fall. 
There is a corrosiveness in eating of the glory. God himself calls himself, Deuteronomy 4.24, an all-consuming and all-devouring fire. The fire is the Shekinah glory. So, you fall in love with the Shekinah glory. It's all-consuming, all-devouring of your inner man. And then your inner man devours your soul, (laughs) which is your natural man. After you're born again, you have an inner man regenerated by the Holy Spirit, born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, and then you drink the river and that seed sprouts and it takes up the inside of your body. That's how you're the temple of the Holy Glory and no longer just an empty vessel looking for God on the outside like a blind religious person. Where is God? I can't find God. Whoa, I'm the temple of God. I know God because I'm born of the seed of God. But the only ones that recognize the seed of God and the divine nature of God on the inside are those that drink. You'll never find God on the inside until you learn how to drink. It's only called the river. Everyone who's God inside-minded, everyone who's realized the glory, everyone who lives in the Garden of Eden all got there by one thing and one thing only. Drinking the cup of salvation. Drinking the new covenant. Learning how to drink by faith. You can't live in any glory at all until you start drinking. Come to the waters of life and drink. All who are thirsty must drink. On on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up amongst the crowd and said, Everyone who's thirsty, come to me and drink, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. But of this he spoke of the Holy Spirit. Amen. (laughs) And you're drinking the rivers of Eden. It's the word of the Messiah called the Gospel of God that convinces your soul that I can be attached to a different substance besides the natural dimension. You have to persuade your mind that the Spirit is the truth. First John says you have to convince yourself, convince your soul. You have to be brainwashed. You have to be persuaded and convinced. That's why you need signs and wonders to help you believe. Signs and wonders are so you can be convinced that the glory of God is real. God lives in the glory. I can attach my soul to the spirit of glory and live out of the river of glory and share in the divine nature and have the abilities of the glory of the Garden of Eden. I can bear fruit and fruit that lasts. The ability of God is to bear fruit on earth. We take the dry, barren place of earth Listen, it's a dry place. Without the Christians, there is no living waters, no life on earth. It is an utter snake pit. We are the salt of the earth, the preservation of life on earth. It's true. But we need more salt. We need more preservatives. We need a greater glory. We need to drink more. We need to flood the earth. We need to drown cities. We need to disciple nations with the glory of God, baptizing them in the living waters. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in us. The Godhead in us. Because we're full of the Godhead and we know it and we have the revelation of it and we've been walking on it. We've all doubted it hundreds of times. It's not like you just light bulb goes on and you're just, whoa, walking, teleporting all over the place, walking on water, walking through walls. It really is gradual. I wish I could tell you it's just a suddenly, but you, just like you plant a seed, it grows gradually. 
everything, everything God does is planted in seed form, watered, and grows. And if you stop drinking, guess what? It stops growing. And you go back to the drinking, and then it starts growing again right where you left off. I've watched that with people falling around me by the thousands in the last 20 years. I mean, we've seen more people fall. How can you make it? This world has so many temptations. There's so much idolatry, immorality everywhere. Everyone's into the pleasures of the flesh. It's just a total snake pit. Well, you come to the waters and drink, and you learn how the waters of life are stronger than the external death tempting you to sin. It is a discipleship process. Jesus took three and a half years to train apostles. Hallelujah. That was really a rush job because he was the perfect teacher. Most of us take 10, 15, 20 years to really get in the narrow path and stop majorly screwing up in areas of our life. God is very patient, the Bible says, to teach us his ways because we are utterly clueless. We're like sheep without a shepherd. We're like animals down here, coming out of an animal nature, learning a divine nature that is a hundred percent foreign to us from a different world, and the Bible calls it a different realm. The realm of glory that created the heavens and the earth. Coming out of the natural realm and the natural man to live in the glory realm as the glory man. Amen. The sons and daughters of light are the sons and daughters of glory. Ephesians 1.17, our God is the Father of glory. And He's patient to increase the light in us as we receive His Word. How you grow in brightness is 2 Peter 1.19, by the prophetic word, making firm your spirit gelling your spirit so that the inner world realm, the realm of Eden in the inside, the kingdom of heaven dimension of Luke 17, 21 is more real on the inside than the natural dimension on the outside. That's how you become a perfect man and a perfect woman. A person whose soul is 100% attached to the Godhead inside their spirit. And the Father will show up as you repent and return your soul to Christ in you. When you return your soul to the waters of life to drink, and it sounds like craziness, but it's written in the Scriptures, and this is mature teaching because you need it. We need champions. We need the giants of the Garden of Eden. We need giant drinking. We need giant fruitfulness. And we have it. We're going to do it. We're on autopilot. We have a lot of enemies. There's so many distractions that now you can clearly understand why Jesus Christ called this time the days of Noah. They'll all be giving and taking in marriage. They'll all be distracted by religion in the natural realm. People say, oh, it's rebellions. No, it's mostly religion that distracts you. It's mostly charismatic religion that distracts you. That's why... The inward development of your spirit in the Word and the transfiguration of your soul is unknown in 99% of charismatic churches in the world. (laughs) Charismatic church will waste your time as bad as Catholic church. There's very little difference. Even with the gifts of the Spirit, very little difference. What matters is the path and the way into Eden is crystal clear that the narrow path is laid out before you and you can see your heart and mind in the realm of Eden. You can see your soul glorified by His liquid love, by fruit bearing, by fruitfulness. 
You can see the end results of your faith. You can see the tree of life. You can eat from the tree of life. You can live in that other realm. Listen, 2,000 years ago, the apostles were going into trances in the book of Acts. And God was having them experience the realms of Eden and the realms of Zion and the realms of the kingdom of heaven. Well, 2,000 years later, all of that that was done back then is for us to be permanently sealed in the Eden and Zion and kingdom realms. Amen. While your body is still on earth, Adam and Eve lived from simultaneous dimensions. That's what Matthew 6 is truly about. On earth as it is in heaven is not about just taking your body up into heaven. It's not about rapture. It's not about leaving the earth. It's about terraforming the earth with the substance of glory from the Garden of Eden. It's about having the inner man fully in that realm of Eden with God the Father in oneness, in the light being, in the fullness of His glory, and then channeling it, yes, channeling it through your body and drowning the earth taking over the snake dimension back from the serpent in the garden. Your intimacy overflows into the natural dimension and takes back what the serpent in the garden stole from Adam and Eve. It's going to take back every city and every nation before Jesus returns. Amen. That's what the great floods are. It's the floods of the Garden of Eden. The second heavens became ice cold when man's soul submitted to the serpent nature of the natural realm under the curse of the fall. And through the renewing of the mind, a company of people will release the dams of the second heavens and it will again flood the earth like it did in the days of Adam and Eve. When there were fountains of glory, fountains and mists in the garden, and people say, oh, it was natural mist. It was not natural mist. It was supernatural. There is nothing natural about the Genesis account. That is the most supernatural thing you'll ever read in your entire life. My God. Out of nothing, God created man and woman out of gold dust, of the dust of the river, and then breathed into their souls, and they became the first man and the first woman. Crazy talk in the Bible. Now God's again breathing into our souls revelation, knowledge, renewing our mind, raising us up from the realm of the dead with our souls in agreement with the prophetic word to live again in Eden and earth simultaneously. And the earth will be your inheritance as you're sealed in the glory of Eden. You have a spiritual inheritance and a natural inheritance, both earth and and heaven. Matthew 6. Earth and heaven. Earth dimension, and we all got that one down. But now we need the glory dimension, the heavenly dimension, fully formed in us by intimacy in our Father's garden. Knowing the Father is what it's all about. Jesus leads us to the Father. Amen. The spirit of adoption, making us cry, Abba, Father. Jesus died on the cross to return your spirit to grow up with Dad in Eden. And as you walk with your Heavenly Father in the garden of grace and love, and He reveals truth from that realm inside your spirit, it shoots up fire into your brain, and it raises your soul from the dead the more and more you walk with Dad in the hidden person of the heart, in the garden of the heart. Your heart and His heart become one, and that's how you're in Eden, and that realm transfigures your soul realm. 
You're transfigured by intimacy. You're transfigured by Eden. It's all about the Garden of Eden. It's all about the Garden of God. That's the only place you can bear fruit from. All the seeds of the Word of God. Every prophetic word comes out of Eden, comes out of the Father's heart. Every seed, every life-giving seed, every life-giving tree is here out of Eden. And Eden is God's heart. You have to live inside the Father's heart to be alive and to be in love. If you're cut off from the Father's heart and cut off from the Father's garden, you're barely making it. You're going to have a lot of sorrows. You're going to have a lot of woundedness because you won't have a super abundance of love. All sin... All immorality and all religion is cured in the liquid love of God the Father. There's a waterfall in Eden, deep calling out to deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me continuously. Not a one-time experience. You can live in Eden's waterfall. You can have the breakers of the deep flowing out of your innermost being and consuming your personality so that you're always in love, so that you can love other souls when they continuously manifest at you. That's how it gets so easy, because we're so deep in the Father's love, so deep in the Garden of Eden, so deep in the waterfall, so deep in the river, that we have more than enough unconditional love to love every soul, so at any point that they repent, they'll be forgiven and washed and enter the glory. You have to be a faithful witness to be a leader of unconditional love towards every soul. Because people's souls are so wounded, they'll continuously do wrongdoing until you're a perfect anchor, a perfect demonstration of the Father, until the Father's name is written on your head. And when you're a perfect demonstration of God the Father through your soul, consistently, oftentimes for years, people will begin to trust your message. That's how people begin to believe, because you're so consistent. Hallelujah. Then people's souls begin to change. And as their souls change, they rise from the dead by agreeing with the demonstration of that person's ministry. Amen. The ministry of the Garden of Eden is the ministry of the drunken glory. It's the most important thing in the world. It's what gets the bride sealed in the bridegroom's chambers of the Garden of Eden. How did she get in? She was full of oil. She relied on the Spirit of grace to get out of the wilderness. If you're in the wilderness today, ask for fresh oil. God has given you His Spirit of grace from the throne of grace to drown the desert place, to come out of the wilderness, to come out of the white snakes of religion and the black snakes of rebellion so that no curse could ever kindle upon your soul so that your soul can be constantly refreshed from the rivers of the Garden of Eden. This is the great awakening when the Bride of Christ enters and is sealed in her soul inside the Father's Garden. It's all about saving Eve. See, man went into woman in the beginning. Man followed woman. Woman followed serpent. Man followed woman. So man comes out of woman. So saving the woman and restoring the woman back to the Father also saves man. Because man, flesh comes out of woman. That's how you redeem the human race. And it is a little mystical, but it's the truth. And the Spirit will illuminate it to you. Amen. The bride of Christ has the new man in it. And it's the birthing of sonship. It's the birthing of the glory of God that wraps her body 
that wraps her soul, that wraps her in power in the Lord's day. That she is a full demonstration of God the Father on earth by returning back to her Heavenly Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? So the bride is the woman, and God will have His daughter back. God is saving Eve from the serpent that she followed in the beginning. That's what the Gospel is all about, the total reverse of the curse. And getting the serpent out of humanity, getting the serpent out of the flesh nature, which is the woman in the garden, and having us completely regenerated in the glory realm so that we can once again be, be the sons and daughters of God in the fullness of His glory without any serpent influence in our hearts, souls, minds, or bodies by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redlettermin.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow, and be blessed.